guys. Welcome back to our podcast. Thank you for meeting us at the movies again. We are sorry we have been gone for two weeks now. Two weeks, right around two weeks, yeah. Um, but happy late Memorial Day to everyone. Mm. Um, we did have to take two weeks off. Same story as usual. Work, work has been busy and home stuff as well. So we do apologize. We will hopefully get better to be posting more weekly. Um, but as we mentioned last time, we are discussing hell or high water today. So if we can start, um, we are going to just go ahead and first give you all our overall opinion. And then we'll go into a breakdown and a little bit of a summary of the movie. Okay. So what do you think, Richie? So right off the bat, hell or high water. I love the movie, honestly. I know we, we're going to rate this movie later, but I kind of want to give my rating already just because okay. that's how much I really like the movie. I'm rating it 9 out of 10. I'm not rating it at a full 10 just because like at what part of the movie, there was something that kind of left unanswered for me. Mm-hmm. But then uh, we kind of talked after watching the movie. So it kind of explains it makes sense from what you told me. But still, I rate it 9 out of 10. 9 out of 10? Yeah. All right. I gave it initially a 10 out of 10, but then I brought it down to a 9.50 out of 10. Um, The reason for me, at least, is I would have enjoyed more of the standoff that happens at the end, like the pursuit to find both of the men. I felt like there could have been more. I just feel like there was a little bit more action needed at the end. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. It, overall, it was a great movie. Honestly, this is probably my favorite so far when it comes to music. The soundtrack was great. <laughs> and I feel like we are being a little biased just because of the director yes. and the creator of this movie. Yeah. So the movie is actually written by Mr. Taylor Shreden. Um, He is actually in Sons of Anarchy, which is one of my favorite shows. He was only on the show for two seasons. Um, He was one of the sheriffs. And he's also the creator of Yellowstone and its various spinoffs. So, yeah, I would say, at least for me, I am very biased just knowing that he's the one who wrote it. Yeah. He did appear in this movie. I don't know if you mentioned that. Uh, He made a little cameo in this. Mm -hmm. Not a big part, but that was kind of right around where that part, what I was talking about earlier. Yeah. Of a little fire that happened. That's where he made his little cameo. Yeah. And I was saying, Richie, because you were saying that you wanted to know more as to like... Of just what caused that fire in that movie. But what I've noticed is that Taylor, I mean, I could be wrong. And if you all have seen many of his other movies and or shows, correct me if I'm wrong. But I feel like he likes to make just small cameos that have no purpose for his movies and shows like in Yellowstone. I don't remember if it was season one or season two. Um, I think he brings either cattle or horses to the Dutton farm. And like he's talking to Kevin Costner's character, but it's nothing that makes really a difference to the show. So I feel like he does that with his movies. Like in this movie, he was just a regular old cowboy trying to get his cattle away from the fire and back, I guess, to where they needed to be. Yeah. But it was something so like, Indifferent to the movie. I feel like he's trying to do what Stan Lee does in the Marvel movies. Yeah. Little cameos. Yeah, that's true. I hadn't thought of that. Yeah. Which is appreciated. It's cool. 
But, but at least Stan Lee's were like funny most of the time. Oh yeah, that is true. Like my favorite, try not to go off, too much off topic, but my favorite is I think it's the first Thor where they're trying to pull the hammer and he's in his pickup. I think that's the one I'm thinking. That's one of my favorite Stanley cameos. That was a great cameo. I actually, that's probably one of my top five. Mm-hmm. But that's really like our opinion for throughout the movie. We'll talk more about that. So to start off with our cast, we have a pretty good cast. We have Chris Pine, who plays Toby. We then have Jeff Bridges, who plays Officer Marcus. We also have Ben Foster, who plays Tanner. And then we have Gil Birmingham, which I love because he plays Officer Alberto. And he was actually Jacob's dad in the Twilight Saga. And he was also in Yellowstone, if y'all have seen it. But a pretty good cast, I would say. Oh, yeah. And I think one of those characters and maybe two of those characters in this movie was just a part of another series that is actually one of my favorites, Justified, which I'm actually just a little side note. I'm excited for this next spinoff, if you want to call it. And Richie really likes the show. I mean, if anybody from Justified is hearing this, y'all should like just pay us for free advertisement on Richie's behalf because he loves that show. Oh, yeah. Especially Mr. Uh, Timmy. Timothy Oliphant. But if y'all have seen The Good Place um, with Kristen Bell, he actually made a tiny cameo also on that. Yeah. Back to <laughs> back to the movie. Uh, so, so the movie starts with just, we see some cars driving and they're kind of heading towards a bank called the Midland Bank. Um, and then right away, this is what I appreciated and liked about the movie. There was no lolly lagging of like behind the scenes stuff or nothing. Like right away into the action. Oh, yeah. Right in the action. It kind of introduces the characters, just mm-hmm. the two main characters already. But it obviously shows like, oh, what they're doing, basically what they're trying to do. Yeah. So yeah. we have Chris Pine, who plays Toby. And we have Ben Foster, who plays Tanner. Two men in a ski mask walk into a bank and they follow this lady who's she's barely opening the bank like it's early in the morning and they follow her in and tell her to give them everything that's in the in the tell. They tell her to put everything from her drawer, just like fives, tens, twenties, fifties and hundreds. Nothing that's in bundles because apparently that's where those ink packs mm-hmm. could be. So just basically anything loose. Yeah. Yeah. But the issue is that they don't have the money in the drawer yet because everything's inside the safe. Yeah. And she tells him, like, oh, well, we have to wait for basically her boss. So once he gets there, he's kind of, like, pistol whipped. Yeah, kind of punched in the face or something like that. After they leave that first bank, they go to another bank and rob that one. So then at this bank... It's also another Midland bank. And we have a white man just yelling at them. Y'all robbing the bank? You ain't even Mexican. (laughs) So, (laughs) fun fact, both me and Richie are Mexican. So in case y'all didn't know yet... Um, so that, that was, that was interesting to hear, (laughs) but compared to the other bank, like we said, somebody's in this bank, it's already early in the morning, but there's already a customer and it being Texas and all, he has an open carry and he starts shooting at them and the old man goes towards their car and starts shooting at the car. Yeah. And it's like, well, now they have to get rid of this car. Like that's evidence. Oh yeah. If it's not from the bullets, it's probably from him fucking identifying the car. Yeah. They're just driving away. They end up going on some ranch. You see the car just getting in a hole and you see uh, Toby just burying it with a 
Some kind of bobcat machine. Yeah, some kind of uh, tractor, basically. Just yeah. pouring dirt in it and just you know, fighting it out and stuff. So during this scene, we actually find out that Tanner had just recently gotten out of jail. Um, and while in jail, their mother passed away because Tanner and Toby are brothers. Yes. Um, Toby cared for the mom to her final days. And we find out, well, actually, Richie pointed this out as to why Tanner was in jail. I didn't realize it, but you remember you mentioned. Oh, uh, basically, he was he went in for uh, killing his father. Yeah, I, I, with a hunting rifle. I think it was while they were hunting, but it's it was there was a bunch of complications in that. Mm-hmm. Honestly, with that family, apparently. Yeah, because we find out that their mom didn't even really like Tanner, according to Tanner's words, that they had a bad relationship. Basically, yeah. So then after that, we have Marcus and Alberto go to the first bank and they are assuming right away that they're probably going to go ahead um Tanner and Toby rob another one. They're already kind of like foreshadowing what's to come. Yeah. They're placing like those pieces together to see like, okay, so it's this one and this one. And while they're at that first bank, they were asking like, oh, well, can we see the recording footage? Apparently their security system is very, very bad. It's not like, you know, modern. Apparently it's mm-hmm. very old techie techie type thing. Yeah. So after that, we have another scene. Oh, Lord, this scene this scene frustrated me. So we find out Toby has kids. Him and his ex-wife are separated. He owes a lot of back child support. You can kind of assume or infer that maybe this is why he's doing this, to pay that child support. Yeah. But the scene is them, Toby and Tanner, at a diner and they're eating. And Tanner's like, oh, I'm going to go real quick to the restroom. Yeah. No, he goes and robs the bank across the street. And also, this isn't one of those Midland branch either. It's a different uh, branch of uh, banks. And uh, Toby doesn't know anything about it. He, um, their waitress actually comes in and basically trying to flirt with Toby. You know, just basically going back and forth. He, uh, Toby does end up leaving a $200 tip for the waitress and leaves. As Toby's trying to get into his car, he sees Tanner running with a bunch of cash in his hand. You see bills flying everywhere, too. Mm-hmm. He's yelling, start the car, start the car. And no mask. He's running over here without a mask on. He entered the bank with the mask. Mm-hmm. But he came out without a mask. Exactly. Running towards the car. Oh, yeah. Like, what are you thinking? Like, why would you do that? Uh, now they have to bury a second car. Yep. Even That's even what uh, Toby said to you. Now we got to bury this car. It's like, how many do you have? Wh- like, why are you robbing bags if you have that many cars? Exactly. Find them. That's what I was thinking Sell too, Sell them. So after that, we do see um, a couple more things happen here and there. But we see that scene that Richie was talking about with the f- uh, fire burning. Um, and that's when... Marcus and Alberto come across the cowboys, and the cowboy is one of them, played by Taylor, who wrote this movie. Um, so I thought that was good to write. Like that's where we see, you know, the creator of this movie. Yeah. In the scene. Oh yeah. We do find out that the third bank actually does have cameras, mm-hmm. but they never show us that they saw anything on the cameras, right? No, uh, it does show. Well, no, it doesn't show us anything, but it's because. Uh, I think that teller the that uh, Tanner talked to say, oh, he was running running to a car that was a parked at that diner. So Jeff Bridges' character Marcus, he actually he's going to that diner to see if, if anybody 
saw anything. Mm -hmm. And while he goes over there, he tells uh, Alberto to go look at that footage. And pues, they go do that. Yeah. Yeah. So we never see it, but it does happen. And there's actually three men in that diner who are telling Marcus, like, a brief description of how they look at the diner. And there was a scene that I thought was hilarious. Um, Marcus asks the character played by Katie Mixon, who's Jenny, she's the waitress, like, you know, how did they look or whatever? And we need that cash for evidence. And she's like, that cash is my tip. So unless you come with a search warrant, you are not taking this away unless you want to take away the roof off my child's head because this is half of my mortgage. <laughs> when, you, when she said that and your reaction when you were like while watching that movie, it was priceless, honestly. Well, yeah, like, okay, that's half her mortgage. That means her mortgage is 400 bucks. Like, either she has a great credit or, like, wow. Like, that's a that's a great low mortgage. Oh, yeah. Especially for a waitress's salary or just payment. Like, wow. Yeah. Um, But they don't really get anything out of her, like, confession-wise or, like, evidence-wise. Oh, no. And She's not snitching for sure. Yeah. And after that, it's just random scenes. Toby and Tan are driving. Um, they stop at a gas station and some guy is talking down on and instigating stuff with tanner toby ends up just i don't know we're beating him up which oh. was a pretty brutal scene oh yeah but he had it coming that's for sure that happens they end up going then to a casino an indian casino yes yes um toby's drinking and tanner's just gambling away yeah um there's a scene that i would like to caution as a trigger warning um, a sex worker comes and talks, well, presumably a sex worker comes to talk to Toby and she's trying to flirt with Toby and then Tanner comes up and starts getting upset and basically, in my opinion, assaults her right there and then. I think so, because we don't really actually see that part, but it looks like that she, well, that he grabbed her. Yes. Yeah. So caution warning for that. Um, after that, it's just nothing important really happens until the guys end up going to a bank and we find out that actually I don't think it was a bank. Now that I remember, I think it was a lawyer because that's when mm -hmm. that one character from Justify comes out and he plays that lawyer. Like that lawyer knows exactly what they're doing. Yeah. And he's all for it. And now that you say that actually the lawyer does say if you're going to get a trust or if you're going to do something, do it with Midland Bank. It's like he kind of knows. Like, the way he says it, it's like either, like, Midland Bank has been getting robbed a lot, so your chances are better there if you try to do something shady. Or he knows you're doing something and that they're the ones robbing the bank. Maybe. But it's like how he was. He said it too. Like they're robbing those banks and basically paying them back with their money mm -hmm. is basically what he said, quote unquote, the most texting thing ever. Yeah. And come to find out too, we know the hundreds. Like we know the for sure reason why they're robbing those banks. It's because of that ranch. Honestly, mm -hmm. it's because it was their mother's. So they like when she passed. I guess something was happening with all that to where the banks find like did something. To where they for sure owned it, and that's why they're robbing the bank so they can pay all those fees, so they can they can keep it, so they can keep it, yeah, yeah. Because actually, after that, um, we have a scene where because of all those vehicles that they're burying, we see that they go by another vehicle, so some shady looking truck, um, but then right after that, Toby goes to see, um, his ex wife and his kids. Uh -huh. You can tell. At least with the oldest, uh, there's kind of like a strained relationship there. 
But he does tell her and the kids that he's leaving the ranch to them. Oh, yeah. Nothing really much else happens there. Um, so actually with that, uh, we see Toby talking to his son because his other son is somewhere uh, basically saying, like, hey, uh, your grandmother died and that ranch, they're giving it to, to them, to the mm-hmm. boys, just because uh, they, they found and struck oil on that land. So they'd be dead for life, basically. Yeah. You know? So I thought that was cool, honestly. And it kind of raised that question, too, to where, like, uh, so they're riding this bank, but they have oil. But it kind of makes sense now. It sounds like, oh, they're trying to buy that land, so the bank doesn't Well, because shit. the bank was trying to, quote-unquote, probably help the mom with this whole reverse mortgage and whatnot. And now that she's passed, they're like, oh, well, we helped her. She didn't pay us this money, so now it's ours. Because they know what she owed them is much less than what they're about to make oh, that off true. that land. That is very true. I didn't think about that. So after that, um, there's a scene where Marcus and Alberto are just talking um, about, like, who's stealing whose land. Um, And then we see that the boys are about to go and rob the fourth bank. Yeah. But it's not open. Yeah. (laughs) It's still not open. No, it wasn't open. I think it was just shut down to where it's closed. Yeah, I, I... I actually, now that you say that, I think it was maybe like the branch managers were being like, hey, we just got hit. We just got hit. And they were like, you know what? Let's just close until this blows over. Maybe. Because there was a chain to locks on that front door. Like me personally, like seeing a store like that, I would would assume like, oh, it's foreclosed instead of like. Oh, they got a business. Yeah. That's what I meant. Sorry. Maybe. Yeah. Um, But my thing was like, they were going in two vehicles. Like, why are you going to go rob a bank in two vehicles? That's double the evidence. True. Double the work. I mean, they end up doing something similar at the end, and it does pay off. But at least at that moment, I was like, "Yeah, what, what's going on? And I don't know if it was the same bank that Marcus and Alberto were doing a stakeout at. Because before that, they were Marcus was watching a bank from across the diner slash hotel area that they were staying at. Uh-huh. Um, I'm not sure if it was the same one, but Marcus does end up falling asleep during the stakeout. So if it was, he missed it. He didn't get to see them trying to go in. <laughs> Actually, no, that was going to be the fifth spot they were going to hit. Because it was going to be that fourth one, and that was going to be a fifth bank they were going to go after that one. Mm, they were posted right. there, but they never went. When Tanner and Toby saw the bank was forced closed, Tanner uh, suggested a bigger bank. Uh, basically, the same Midland branch. But just a bigger one for sure. So mm-hmm. they go to there, and and that part where uh, uh Marcus and Alberto are at, right around that other bank. That's when Marcus says like they wouldn't be going to this one. They're gonna go somewhere else. Yeah, so that's where they just uh, they... end up going to a different bank and a little town called Post. Yeah, that's where they figure out and they head towards that way, and then they end up getting to the fourth bank. Um, Toby and Tanner. And the bank is full, like full with customers. Oh, yeah. Um, They start yelling, like, everybody get down. And right away we see that there's a customer actually texting someone. There's also a worker in the back of the building. And as also there's a customer with a gun as well as a security guard hiding around the corner. Oh, yeah. Like, you can tell right off the bat something's not going to go well. Oh, no. Tanner getting all the money from the tellers. And then you see Toby kind of panicking a little bit, you know, just because there's a lot more people than what he usually is used to. Yeah, and Toby's not a criminal. Like, before these banks, 
he was he had a clean record. Oh yeah, he's so, never been arrested, none like that. Clean. Yeah. The only time he ever stepped in court was on his divorce. Yeah, which we find out like at the end, like he says that. So it makes sense why he was, you know, getting more nervous. Yeah. And speaking of that office, that uh, security guard, he ends up tr- shooting towards the boys, and Tanner uh, ends up killing him. Yeah. Unfortunately, and then the other customer that was on the ground pulling out his gun, he was shooting at Toby. Tanner goes over the table and ends up shooting that customer as well. So that's two bodies already. He's he's going to go to jail for sure, for sure. Yeah. In time. And then we see that Toby actually ended up getting shot, too. Uh, yeah, when they were escaping. Yeah, like a bunch of people start shooting towards them when they run towards the truck. Um, So they start panicking and they leave. Uh-huh. And something we forgot to mention, before they hit the bank, they were, like we mentioned, in two different vehicles. So they parked a car on the side of the road a bit far from the bank and they left in the truck. So they leave the bank after they steal the money and they start driving towards that car and tons of vehicles are following after them. Yeah. Like a ton of men and they end up getting to that car and this was such a... I mean, I like action movies. Richie loves his action and Western movies (laughs) and that's what this kind of felt like at this scene. They stop by the car. Tanner gets out with... And he gets out, he's going to the trunk and pulls out uh, an assault rifle. Yeah. And he just starts shooting at the trucks and the vehicles. Mm. Like going berserk, they end up retreating and just leaving. Yeah. So then as they were driving, Tanner sees uh, Toby. He says like, oh, you've been shot, but it went in and out. So it was a clean, nothing fatal. So they're leaving still. Uh, He's trying to get him patched up. They get to the car. And basically, uh, Tanner tells Toby, like, hey, take this, take the money, go to the casino, do what you got to do. Basically, his goodbye. Mm-hmm. Kind of telling him, like, oh, I'm about to do something. So, uh, goodbye. And then, but Toby's just like, well, don't be stupid. You know, they tell each other, you know, I love you and stuff like that. And then, a happy old brotherly, go fuck yourself. <laughs> yeah. And they go their separate ways. Toby goes in the car. Tanner goes in the truck. And... This, the cops start following Tanner because he makes it pretty obvious. Like, he actually gets their attention. Mm-hmm. Um, they end up going, like, a little up a little hill, a little mountain. And uh, Tanner gets out of the truck, lights it on fire. And the truck is still on, like, just driver reverse. So it just starts rolling back. Yeah. And ends up catching on fire against the cop cars um the cops do end up running out and they get like kind of like on the side of the road yeah like on a little trail and stuff. yeah while Tanner goes up the mountain mm-hmm. so they all line up like behind the vehicles because he starts shooting at them mm-hmm. marcus and alberto get there and then unfortunately uh i got teary-eyed um it was like out of nowhere it, like alberto gets shot and he dies instantly yeah. It was a very surprising thing because in the whole movie, I wouldn't have suspected that he would, that was going to happen. Me either. It was sad because Marcus is going to retire um, and he basically says that he doesn't really have any plans. Yeah. And um, Alberto's like, well, when I retire, I'm taking Esme, which I'm assuming is his wife, to Galveston and we're going to live on a boat. So it was sad. Like, yeah. He clearly had a family. Oh, yeah. And then that while that happens, we then see that while Toby's trying to get to the casino, he comes across a roadblock. Yeah. I thought they were going to catch him. 
I thought so too. <laughs> like, and I would have preferred that they did because I would have added more action to the movie. Like, it just added like a couple minutes of suspense. Like, are they or are they not? True. Like, I don't know. At least for me personally, I would have preferred that they would have like chased him a little bit. Yeah, but yeah, true, true, true. I mean, that's just me. Um, but after that, we see Marcus is upset. Like, of course, this is his partner, like his friend. Oh, yeah. And he has somebody take him up that mountain, somebody who's familiar with the area. Yeah. Um, and who has, like a, I guess, like a long-range shotgun or... No, long-range rifle. Yeah, something of like that. And he goes up there while while Tanner's still shooting um, towards the officers, and Marcus ends up killing him. Yeah, basically the same way he shot Alberto. Yes. Yeah. Toby ends up making it to the casino. Mm -hmm. And there he's hearing the news and he finds out that his brother was killed. Yeah. Not long after, he goes to the bank, clears up the issue with the bank. Mm -hmm. And then it's basically just towards the ending of the movie. Yeah, basically bittersweet and for the both. Yeah, like, well, for Toby because he leaves the house to... His kids and ex-wife, everything gets cleared with the bank. But we actually see that Marcus goes to as a Toby. Like, yeah. And he tells him, like, how did you get away with this? Like, they're just talking. I found it pointless, a pointless conversation. Toby tells Marcus, like, I don't live here. I live at so-and-so. Uh-huh. So if you want to pay me a visit and we finish this conversation, well, you can do so. Yeah. And basically, that's how it ends. Granted that Marcus is already retired when he goes to visit him. Just, yeah. yeah. So he's already retired. He's... A civilian, basically, already. I thought it was going to be like an old Western standoff. Like, somebody was going to pull their gun first and shoot the other. Like, I legit have that on my notes. Like, question mark, old Western standoff, question mark? Like, is that going to happen? Well, that's what Marcus wanted, too. He's like, oh, I hope he can, like, hope it will end up like a standoff just so he can go out on a blaze of glory, you know? Yeah, that's true. Yeah. I guess that's my other critique. Like, the ending was just so flat. Like, it was just... Done. Yeah. Like, that's it. So, overall, great movie for the most part, except, like I said, the ending for me. I wanted more. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe they're setting it up for a part two where, like, Marcus comes out of retirement to get Toby now. You never know, but I like how it ended. It was very subtle and very calm. Finally see the the ranch where they were at. It's getting fixed up by Toby. You see the oil pumps there on the side you know pumping all that oil mm-hmm. and then we see his ex-wife and the kids come into the house and stuff like that you know and he's just trying to make it better a better living for all of them yeah i mean that is true yeah i would have just preferred more but yeah i mean good it was a good movie oh i still loved it but that is um hell or high water mm-hmm. guys um for next week we will be reviewing we have left only three movies so we will be doing next the one that actually won best picture we will be discussing moonlight as far as where you can watch it upon doing a quick google search you can watch it on what used to be hbo max but now max so it could be seen there if y'all want to join us and trigger warnings um just go ahead and look them up beforehand um so you can lead with caution but that is what we will hopefully be watching next week so thank you for joining us and we will see you next week